Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Planet Protectors podcast. Today, uh, we're joined by uh, Lizzie, Julia, and me, myself, TJ. And today, we're going to be talking about a little bit about some lifestyle choices. And we're going to be ta- today, we're going to be talking talking about diet and focusing on what you can do with eating that could severely it could increase and help the environment. So I want to first talk to Julia, who, you know, has done a little bit of research about diet. So, Julia, what, what, why, what about diet is that we could change? What, what, what can we do to change? Well, um, you know, diet is a thing that really affects our everyday lives. And, you know, people are always like thinking about food, like, you know, you have, most people have three meals a day. Like that's a pretty significant time that you spend Mm -hmm. eating. So diet is actually pretty important in regards to the environment, because what people don't realize is that um, the production of a lot of the foods that we eat um, contributes to animal cruelty, Mm -hmm. um, but also to like our greenhouse gas emissions that pollute the atmosphere. And you know, this is why a lot of people decide to go vegan, for example, um, which cuts out all animal products such as meat, dairy, eggs, that sort of thing. Um, their carbon footprint and um, the process of producing meat in particular um, uses up natural resources um, and contributes the most to our greenhouse gas emissions. Uh-huh. Um, but and same with dairy, but not to the same extent. Okay. So that's why a lot of people are, we see going vegan is just to stop eating meat products. So meat products, what you're telling me is meat products are essentially the worst environmentally for you. And so that's why going vegan is one of those crazes that's very popular right now. Yes, and Would it's you, not that you could go. Continue? No, you could go. So, for a lot of people, like going totally vegan is very daunting, and you know, seems yeah, almost sure. impossible to like meat lovers or people that really like to enjoy dairy and things like that. But it's really like the small steps you can take. Like, for example, if you have like an option between. Um, having a burger or having mm. like a veggie um, burger, right? A veggie burger, yeah. That's a okay, so then guys, that would be a better. Intrude, yeah. But I was just wondering. So you you're not saying to completely go vegan, just kind of limit your intake of certain like meats and milk, for example. So if you want to go in and go all vegan, that's amazing, and it actually has many personal health benefits as well such as increased like cardiovascular what? health, um, decreased oh. overall weight. Um, and just, you know, it's seen in studies that vegans typically live a longer and healthier life. So if you want to do that, that is great. And it will help the environment, help you um, fight animal cruelty, all of that stuff. But for a lot of people, I'm saying, if that's not completely doable, like if they don't, if they don't have like, if they can't like afford a lot of the foods to, um, yeah, you know, com- yeah, for sure. a true vegan diet. Yeah, because that's that's a lot of missing protein. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and in terms of um, being a college student as well, that probably plays into it. That's probably a big factor into why people choose to or to not be vegan at our age. Because yeah. the and dining halls don't necessarily perfectly accommodate for that. Right? For sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. And especially, like, in regards to Lehigh, um, I know, like, myself, it would be really hard to go completely vegan just yeah. considering all the food options on campus. I wouldn't feel like I, yeah. you know, could properly I tried to go, like, a, like, a primary, like, plant-based diet. It's hard, though. There's not – they don't mm-hmm. give a lot of yeah, protein, sure. like – protein replacements at the dining halls yeah so a lot they have they have a lot of vegetables and you could just eat vegetables but to get that right amount of protein it's it's hard in going completely Mm -hmm. vegan so i i know me personally i have i not going to go completely vegan at this moment in time i'm transitioning into more reducing in like red meats yeah and stuff like that If you decide to limit your red meat intake and stuff in terms of at the dining hall on campus, is that benefiting the overall amount that's consumed? Because won't they still be purchasing the same amount and in turn, like having the same environmental effects? Or what do you have to say about that factor? So, you know, that's an interesting question that I feel is, you know, the pushback on a lot of this. Yeah, Um, I hear a lot of like, I hear a lot of like, Oh, what are you gonna do? Like, you're not gonna change yeah. the world by what yourself. Is one person gonna yeah, do? exactly. So, so ultimately, the reasoning or the logic behind it is kind of, you know, a decrease in demand for meat products would lead to a decrease in supply of it. Like, you know, farmers yeah. and the production wouldn't have to be as large if people are consuming less. So that's just kind of like if you advocate for this and get more people to you know, kind of be on board with it um, in giving up, like, meat where they can, you know, that will ultimately hope to decrease yeah, the I, demand. I saw but also, s- oh. there... You, okay. I saw something about, like, so going... It's not only, like, for environmental costs, but, like, for population, since we're increasing population at a we're constantly increasing at a steady rate that we are going to run out of space for all these meat products and that we're eventually anyways going to have to transition to a primary meat diet or a primary plant-based diet with still, I would still implement like maybe 20 to, I I read uh, an article that said implementing around 20 to 40% meat is is not is pretty beneficial because some of the land used for meat is not necessarily going to be be able to use for plants and crops but still a lot of land is being used for meat and just reducing reducing is like the biggest thing we have to focus on is just slowly transitioning to a primarily plant-based diet Yeah, so speaking of transitioning, I feel like that's the perfect segue to get into our next topic, which is going to be clothing. You guys think it's a good time? Sure. Let's. Okay. So I kind of want to take the time to discuss kind of the importance of knowing about clothing in terms of the environment, because there are a lot of hidden environmental aspects that we kind of don't see a lot of the time. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you guys are um, familiar with some of them in terms of if you know sweatshops, yeah. fast fashion and stuff. Well, but that's not even some of the main points. So while that is a huge social thing that we should talk about later i first want to talk about some important environmental aspects yeah that's crazy that like clothing has like negative environmental aspects i've never like considered that clothing is a is a cause of environmental aspects that's mean that's kind of mind-blowing that what we wear and what we kind of have to do is going to produce toxins and chemicals that are bad Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mostly in terms of fast fashion, oh. so like cheap clothes that you um, get because a lot of the like creation and um, work that goes into putting these pieces of clothing together, there's like toxic emissions and fumes, like for example, acetic acid and like formaldehyde and so many other things are released into the atmosphere just from like the factories and stuff. And this is one of the major causes of global warming and like the destruction of the ozone layer so that's kind of crazy and then also so i just have a question um so what qualifies as fast fashion i'm just not that i just don't know a lot about the topic like what's yeah so fast fashion is fashion that is mostly outsourced to third world countries to be made in these sweatshops which is just a factory with horrible working conditions for the workers and um, they outsource the fashion, or the the um, creation of these clothes, and then they ship it back in. And that's why you can get super cheap things from places like Shein or oh, um, other really cheap things like Cupshe and stuff like that. And that's how you can get clothes that are like less than $10. Mm. Okay. And also, in terms of these clothes that you're buying, there's ways that they dispose of the chemicals. And that is kind of just tainting water sources all over and just harming villages. And that, of course, is leading to more of the social aspects in terms of like sweatshops and just horrible living quality for these people. Okay, so with sweatshops, so that's with the social aspect, correct? Yeah, that's one of the main social problems because it's like, it breeds this environment where um, factory owners just want to produce at the lowest possible cost that they can get the most back. And also, actually, a fun fact about this is all of the companies that outsource their production, they always only use the factory that charges Mm. the least amount of money. So that breeds competition within the smaller factories. And they always want to produce at the cheapest rate, which is mainly why the working conditions. Um, what a so what bad. a fun fun okay. fact. <laughs> so, yeah. so what would you suggest that like we as like Lehigh students can do? Because obviously we're not going to be able to like fix the problem just us. But like, what steps can we take like on the daily to, you know, help this problem? Yeah. So obviously, legislature needs uh, it needs to be better implemented and laws need to be better enforced but yeah we how much yeah how much can the government actually do about these sweatshops because aren't are most of them overseas yeah that's the main problem i think i think it needs to be there need to be trade laws yeah so would you we obviously can't go ahead sorry so would you suggest like 
like not ordering from these websites like Shein and stuff like that? Yeah, so I think you should try and um, look at where your clothes are coming from. So, for example, I wouldn't recommend buying from super cheap overseas websites like Shein and Cupshe. And you can actually look at some other brands like Reformation and I think Free People. Mm. And I know that H&M has a more sustainable line. And these brands... If you buy from them, yes, they're going to be more expensive, but you have to think about yeah. what goes into the clothes that you're buying. Yeah. Like they're made in a more sustainable fashion. And so kind of everybody resulting from it is doing better. So, yeah, it might cost an extra $50, but think about but the amount of people. That morally, you feel better about yourself. Struggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also, if you buy from a more sustainable place, the likeliness of the quality of the clothes is probably going to be a lot yeah, higher because definitely. you're not made so fast and at such a cheap cost. Yeah, I can definitely attest to the fact that <laughs> Shein may not have the most durable <laughs> clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just so convenient yeah, to that's just order the, it because you can yeah. get shirts for like $5. Mm-hmm. Especially for college, I feel like college yeah. students like us because you want to go out, you want to get cheap clothes. clothes. You want to get exactly because they're going to get trashed anyway so you're like oh i just got to get the cheapest ones that are cute but in reality no because you have to think about how many people are like struggling and starving because of this one little shirt that can break in an instant and you got to order all of those online And that is a, a perfect segue to our next topic, perfect online segue. shopping. Online yes. shopping is is blowing up right now. Oh, yeah. That Jeff Bezos' bank account not- has increased <laughs> by quite a large sum. <laughs> what a <thing>. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, since we're all stuck here, stuck inside, how, how do you guys do you guys miss going to like the mall and going shopping? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big definitely. online shopper to begin with, but yeah. I definitely miss being able to try on the clothes in person and that sort of thing. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I think that there's a huge social aspect in terms of going out shopping as well because if you go with your friends, it's kind of like you can get their yeah. opinions, you can weigh all of your options. Good point. And Versus the difference of just sitting in your bed, kind yeah. of scrolling. It is easier though. So and convenience, it's convenience easier. always pays off. But like convenience these days is all people are looking for. Yeah, but it's kind of wild. Like, have you guys seen like at the pictures of L.A. and how like it's completely yeah. like clear and all the smog's gone due to the coronavirus? That's yeah. it's crazy. Just like. No and one going out. I saw that you can see the Himalaya Himalayan mountains now that's because crazy. all the um smog. Yeah. So that's good. The so, but in terms of online shopping, does that play into? I mean, any of the direct environmental. It's it's hard to say or? if you're comparing it, I guess, to the coronavirus, just because it's not yeah. just online shopping that's doing it it's just completely no one going really going out anymore and has had it such a positive yeah. effect on the environment 
probably more of a positive social benefit though yeah. because it's obviously limiting the spread and stuff yeah. and we all understand how much of a problem that is especially yeah now so but online um yeah so you tj you seem more in favor of online shopping can you explain that um i just i like the convenience of it i was never a big fan of going to the mall i find it do you think it's convenient to have to return things if you get the wrong size though what's your opinion on like returns and stuff um I was, it's probably more, I mean, I've never really returned anything because when I'm online shopping, I'm not shopping for anything extremely significant or that I need to go and try on. So a lot of time it's just like gym shorts, sweatpants, things that you could order and you're just like fit. If it's too big, then perfect. If it's too small, then I guess I'll return it. But usually you just go a size up with uh, that kind of stuff. Can you... Explain, is there like a inv- a difference in environmental impact of online versus in-person shopping? Like, uh, would you suggest one over the other due to that? Well, you have to take account of with online shopping, you have to take account of like packaging and then traveling the packages. So around 68.2 million kilograms of CO2 emissions are in the U.S. due to packaging. So like oh, wow. that's that's a lot, and like then you have to travel everything. But then when you go to the mall, you have to drive to the mall and then drive back. So it's a weird weird aspect, and you still and those clothing still have to travel to the store. So it's it's like the significance is there's po- positives and negatives for both. I mean, it's it's a hard to say like which one is better. Especially because I don't know a yeah, ton about this topic. It's kind of like um, mass public transportation and how that has a lot of um, negative environmental problems attached to it. But this is kind of like the same sense. But in terms of the packages, then you just have to think. For example, would you say that driving your own car is yeah. better than taking the bus? Or would you say that? Driving to the mall is better than getting a package delivered. Yeah. So it's all I think, relative. I, I think like online is that. slightly better just because it's all grouped together and it's 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 kind of skipping yeah, the middleman of going to the store and then you have to bring it home. So it's just kind of skipping that step and then just coming right to you. So it definitely will help a little bit, but it's not going to be like what we're experiencing now with the coronavirus of just. Im- immense improvements in the environment because no one's going out for any reason. Yeah. So obviously there's always going to be positive benefits when more yeah. people choose to stay home when it comes to the environment, just because the pure nature of how we get around. Yeah. And I feel like, and I feel like yeah. a big takeaway from all of this is that like, you know, how not all like, like staying at home, for example, like, yes, we've seen these, um, great environmental benefits but staying home all the time everyone's staying home all the time like that's not sustainable it's not like a sustainable way of it's not gonna stay this way exactly and also it kind of relates to like for some people going vegan does not feel like a sustainable way of living to them and like yeah that's like it's just like the small things you can do that can actually contribute to the you know larger impact while still you know still being able to maintain like a 
Yeah. Good uh, lifestyle you're happy with. Excellent point. Yeah. And I guess also because we're not at college, because this obviously is applying to us. And because we're not at college, it's not all oriented to one place, like the mail center. Like we're all spread out. So I think that that kind of can play into an environmental effect. But I think that that would actually be positive because when we're at college all of our packages are still going to our houses so in a sense we're kind of eliminating this whole middle ground of being at college and just kind of sending it back to where they used to go so i guess that kind of eliminates some of the environment yeah yeah none of this none of these choices are uh, we don't expect anyone to just go out and completely change their complete lives but just making one or two small choices uh, will just help both yourself morally, uh, physically, and just making the small choices will go a long way. Yes, agreed. Exactly. And why do you think it's important that we highlight all? Um, it's just important for people to understand, like what, like how their daily lives can yeah. affect a, on a much larger scale. And that the saying of just one person's not going to change the world is 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 very negative and pessimistic, and that you should be looking, and yeah, should be looking at the positives, so that one person may not be able to change alone, change the world by themselves. But but if we all do our small, if we all part. do our small part, it adds up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of like focusing on personal impact. All righty. I think think that that wraps it up. Um, Thank you for anyone listening to the Planet Protectors podcast. And uh, stay tuned for future episodes. (laughs) Stay safe. Stay safe out there. Thanks, guys. All right. Woo!